Hello and welcome to The Crystal Men. Yes, hello everybody. Hope you're having a good whatever time of the day you are listening to this to. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I am Jim. And I am Tom. And yeah, this is our Steven Universe rewatch podcast. We are The Crystal Men. Haha, <laughs> funny joke. <laughs> funny joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're watching Steven Universe episode by episode. Uh, we are currently on episode eight of the first season, or just episode eight in total, uh, which is Serious Steven, uh, and he's super serious, and I, uh, I really do think that this episode had a lot of good stuff going on with it. Um, just Yeah, it did. I agree. Very, you know, had good, like, hidden details in the background, little bits of lore, good character development for Steven. A lot happened in ten minutes for this one. Yeah, it was really, uh, I was a little surprised because when I first started this episode, I was like, I really can't remember this one. It must be like one of the one off, yeah. like not super important. But yeah, there's a, I mean, it's, it kind of checks off a lot of the boxes of like early Steven where you've got like one character gets focused on Steven does uh, goofy shenanigans that are obnoxious and yeah. put him in unnecessary danger. Uh, also like some really gorgeous backgrounds oh like some God. of the best ones yeah and and just there were so many like little details that i noticed the second time around too um you know as we get as we talk a little bit into the episode uh i'll point that out but yeah it just it's very good it, it is surprising because i really did not remember this episode very well um like you were saying but I guess because, like, nothing super memorable happened in it. It was just kind of, you know, mm. standard adventure. But definitely good setup episode, I would say. Yeah, it's one of the episodes that really just shows how much care the universe put into every little, like, detail of the world. And how this whole area is based off of a, like, uh, gem battle. But now it's, like, this really gorgeous overgrown wild strawberry field yeah uh but in the center is this like weird ominous um inverted pyramid uh which is really cool imagery oh yeah i mean and i love i love the giant strawberry field surrounding everything something about that is just so like cool (laughs) Yeah, it's very beautiful and like a in in a way that i think like a lot of media that's like pro nature uh is very like ham-handed like i always think of fern gully as like kind of one of the cheesy ones where it's like like all the animals are all silly and they live in perfect harmony in nature and like the evil bad guy is a sludge gloop uh but with this it's like um it's funny because later on we we see this uh rose is really she really talks about how beautiful earth is and how like how seeing life changed the way that she saw uh everything in her life like seeing human life and like animals and stuff Mm -hmm. and and Pearl makes a comment early on when they first teleport to this place. And it's really cool how like that is the seed for that is is sown so early on. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that immediately. Too. I was like, hmm, it makes total sense that this is a reason why they love Earth. Just that wild nature can reclaim these kinds of areas. Even an area that caused like uh, horrible misery and like was full of so much pain is now just a serene and beautiful like and nourishing honestly because it's creating fruit yeah uh a a nourishing garden basically you could see that you could say that the uh gems efforts the crystal gems efforts bore fruit 
Oh, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly I, what you just said. But <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I guess you could. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, just to real quick uh, catch up to that part. Uh, so Stephen, uh, the episode starts with him waking up in a Saving Private Ryan esque kind of flashbang <laughs> grenade, uh, and just destruction at the boardwalk uh, with teacups everywhere and. <laughs> You know, not great. And then it flashes to two weeks later, and Stephen is going on a a pretty uh, pretty serious adventure with the gems. Um, and he's in the teleporter, and has his ukulele because, of course, um, he's got to bring his a uh, totally unnecessary instrument. Yeah, and like off the bat, this this gets a couple questions for me. Uh, so the teleporters, like. I know, I know they never played it off as, like, instantaneous, but, like, how long does it take to get from A to B? That's a really interesting question that I've literally never thought about. I've never even put, <laughs> like, uh, but, yeah, I wonder. I'm, I would assume it's, like, really fast, but they always seem to be kind of in there for, like, an extended period of time. Like, it definitely is not instantaneous. Yeah. And, like, you know, they're going through it. They can have a conversation, so it's not a vacuum. Uh, well, because normally I, there's an episode later where he sticks his head out and like everything starts to get icy. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's implied that they're like flying through space, but it's I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like Steven is not a show that wants you to think too much about the technology of the gems. It's way more of like <laughs> which is a magic completely antithesis to me. I, <laughs> I scrutinize <laughs> everything, um, but it, it's. Yeah, it's you're, you're absolutely right, and that's the proper way to be thinking about it. Um, There's like just enough there to kind of entice you, where like we have the idea of like kind of like big sci-fi ideas where like their bodies aren't real, like their bodies are just light constructs. Yeah, um, we know that they definitely used like really really advanced technology, but it's kind of like that old saying. Um, I think Asimov. Yes, is it an Asimov saying where it's like any technology that's that sufficiently advanced will seem like magic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's entirely true in this case. Um, but yeah, so they get to the battlefield area, uh, and since Steven climbed a little bit higher, he pops out, falls into a strawberry, and gets attacked by some pretty little butterflies. Um, yeah, so um, this is going to be one of two anime references that I'm, I'm uh, claiming to insert in this episode. <laughs> So my goal is to try and note all the anime references. And this one I found two. Um, the one is maybe plausible. The other one is like definitely not. And that's this one. <laughs> but uh, in Hunter Hunter, uh, which is a wonderful manga and anime that I'm a big fan of. Uh, in one of the arcs, they're like all the characters are on an island and they're fighting each other. And uh, there's these special species of uh, butterfly that like drinks blood. So if you're wounded at all, these butterflies are attracted to you. And that's how people like track each other is like if they wounded someone, they follow the white butterflies. Uh, so, yeah, I thought of that because Steven's covered in red stuff and then a bunch of butterflies swarm, <laughs> which actually is is great. I <laughs> now see that one like I, I, I haven't watched Hunter Hunter, um, but that seems like a very deliberate reference, right? Like. I mean, it could be, it also could just be like, oh, it'd be funny if a bunch of butterflies started to attack Steven. Yeah, but like, like him with red jelly and mm-hmm. white butterflies. I don't know. I I think that that was probably deliberate then. Uh, um, Rebecca Sugar, if you're listening, please comment on uh, 
this reference? I would like to know if it was that. <laughs> you, you gotta let us know. I know you're like our one viewer. It's, <laughs> it's just Rebecca Sugar watching this. Um, no, uh, yeah. Then they wind up uh, talking a little bit about how it was a battlefield. Well, just battlefield, I feel like we... I mean, I don't know if it's specifically this one in flashbacks, but we see it a lot. Yeah, we see we do see it a lot, which is is interesting because I think it's kind of implied. Uh, it's it's not really directly stated if if I recall correctly, but it's implied that the gem like insurrection, like the crystal gem insurrection, did not last very long because eventually, once Rose was killed, or spoilers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meant to say, oh yeah, there's spoilers. Um, uh, once once the the diamonds think that Rose is killed, uh, or Pink Diamond rather. Uh, they just go like full on like destroy, try and yeah. destroy everything, and then our crystal gems, who would be like what rose, um, pearl, garnet, garnet, amethyst, and bismuth, and then maybe others. Well, actually, I, I think at this point, spoilers, uh, bismuth is already bubbled, uh, because yes, like she was trying to uh create the shatter point weapon, um, yeah, so that was like I assume during the war, and then uh. So it was really just, yeah. Yeah. Garnet and That's a Pearl. good point. Because Am- Amethyst, uh, you know, she was in a hole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like kind of, a, kind of a weird thing to think about. But yeah, she only had time to like protect two gems. Well, but so, uh, yeah, like what I was, what I, the point I was making was like, we, we do see this battlefield a lot. Uh, and maybe this is just like one of very few battles that actually happened uh for like in this war in the 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 gem war i don't know if it's given an official name yeah yeah because i mean i i feel like a lot of it was probably just like gorilla strikes you know and then yeah just like a big monkey punching thing (laughs) gorilla strikes (laughs) (laughs) i know girls aren't monkeys girls are apes yeah uh i I was about to go ape on you jimmy (laughs) no uh yeah like i i it makes sense that there was probably very few like conventional battlefields fought like that. I mean, who's to say they really don't give you too too much on the the actual battles, but this is definitely a reoccurring place that we'll see in a bunch of different episodes. So it'll be fun to <clears throat> excuse me notice the flashbacks. Yeah, but uh, yep. Yeah, so they go into this big old inverted triangle, um, inverted triangle, inverted pyramid. Pyramid. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, they. Why? Why were they going in it? I'm trying to. They they were just getting the, the gem out of it, right? Yeah, it's very it's very like um vague. Like we the episode just begins and Garnet is like Stephen. This is a, a very important. This is your first important gem mission. Yeah. And then he's just like very much not taking it seriously as usual. But we learn that they're trying to get a some gem from the center. Yeah, which. Also, I mean, assuming that that's just like, just a gem, you know, once again, kind of, uh, kind of effed up. Like, is that just a person that's just been powering this thing for thousands of years? Who's Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of like what is implied, I guess. If you really think about, uh, how we see gems, like we see lapis is used as a tool. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember if it's like if we really see the mirror in action, but like, so it's not too hard to imagine that this, uh, mass weapon of mass destruction 
was uh just they just inserted a one gem person in there and they just like kind of they seem to like lose their themselves like yeah. lapis was like trapped in the mirror so i would assume that this gem was also in like a state of like animation suspended animation yeah well and it's i don't know if this was a gem that shows up in future or not though i don't think so i mean the gem like when they take it out it looks very um not recognizable i mean it also could be like late late in the series we see that like there are just gems doing weird things like when steven's on homeworld spoilers <laughs> and um mm. there's like he, he like looks up at the ceiling and like there's gems in the ceiling looking down at him like i don't know maybe it's like a total maybe it's like an animal species to them who's to say um yeah doesn't rose like create a bunch of like pebbles like sentient pebbles too is that a thing that happens in... yeah and they hide <laughs> in the walls <laughs> so thing things get weird but uh so it it might not even be a conventional person to them uh but that's a yeah, that's a really good point yeah, just food for thought you know not terribly relevant to the episode or anything but just interesting to consider but uh yeah so they're in this pyramid which i definitely get heavy uh legend of zelda vibes so it made me happy mm. um i was going to make that uh, connection too the second they were in there and like um, that there was like a mechanic to the temple. It reminded me very much of something you'd see in Zelda. Oh yeah, God! And then like the traps and everything like that. I was like, hmm, nice, nice. Um, Is Steven going to put on the uh, water boots? <laughs> uh, first off, they're the heavy boots, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played Breath of the Wild. I'm a fake. I'm a fake Zelda fan. I mean, you could put on the Zora armor or the blue tunic. <laughs> <laughs> That makes you swim up waterfalls. Um, only in Breath of the Wild. Uh, and that's, yeah, it is actually still Oh, well, excuse yeah, me. If we're talking about Twilight Princess, it just lets you swim and breathe underwater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Zelda aside, um, they... <laughs> this is, we are, like, two minutes into the episode. <laughs> uh, they're trying to, uh, you know figure out what to do in this place and of course steven touches something because he's a child um and it causes them to get sucked upwards into the temple um which neat you know because it's inverted uh and then they realize they're in this room with a bunch of doors and get ready to split up and amethyst uh wants to take steven to you know sister brother kind of thing but Pearl wasn't having it. <laughs> I like how Pearl is instantly just like, this would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. And it would have been. I mean, it absolutely would have been. Steven probably would have died. I mean, he probably would have had some weird like bubble or something, but yeah, he wouldn't have done too well. <laughs> so uh, Pearl was like, I'll take him and stay right here where it's safe and <laughs> do nothing. But then uh, <laughs> Garnet, and you know what? And Garnet really is the driving force behind Steven's like development at this point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've seen a lot of little references in every episode where she's the one that seems to have the most, uh, let's just say, like, positive trust in Steven, where, like, Amethyst, it's hard to say, like, Amethyst is, like, a positive encouraging force because she's just, like, so, like, pleasure-driven, like, id, yeah. basically, like, um, whereas Garnet is is very mature and um, is always on Steven's stuff. She has, like, Steven's best intentions in mind. Yeah, which is just... It, you know it's 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 matronly slash patronly 
Um, and it's because Pearl has, you know, Pearl wants the best for Steven, but she, uh, you know, tends not to give him any freedom to grow himself. Uh, she's just like, I'll just keep you perfectly on the shelf, perfectly safe. Um, but you know, he would never change. Whereas Garnet's yeah, like, like her sword collection. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, speaks to her character too. She needs things perfect and proper. Whereas Garnet's willing to let Steven, uh, you know, learn himself. Uh, and I also the moment where he was saying that he's going to be serious, Stephen. I don't know why that just really made me chuckle. The whole like, can, can you put me down like this? This yeah this doesn't work if you're. Yeah, that part is really funny, and it has like a. It feels like very uncharacteristic of a cartoon like this. It has like a very almost improv vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, but like normally improv lines aren't like so deliberately like. Um, directed or boarded <laughs> so yeah. it's just a really funny little moment i, I really i chuckled at that too yeah I, I really did appreciate that there was that and there was one other joke that actually had me like laughing out loud uh we'll get to that one in a little bit so um yeah so steven and garnet go into the first room and uh it's you know floor is lava only touch the one sections you know only touch of course the... steven fucks up yeah of course and garnet uh saves his butt and you know, at first he's like, "Ah, oh, this was this was really cool." Just kidding. Uh, but like the second room, uh, you know, things are getting a little bit more dangerous. Uh, and it's a classic Legend of Zelda slash every, <laughs> you know, like classic dungeon adventure game ever. Uh, the ceiling has spikes, and Garnet protects him. I really like the way that she does it. It's just really funny to me. Like, I, I really like Garnet, and I like her big, like, Hulk smash hands. And it's just really funny to me how she just, like, is punching, like, the different sections up. Meanwhile, he's trying to get his ukulele and tune it. And he's trying to tune it. Like, come on, Steven. <laughs> like, like, read the room. God damn. But you know what? Again, the whole this whole time, Garnet has been so, like, chill and, you know, I feel like it would be very easy for any character to yell, but it's just not garnet style but i could also say that garnet saw all this coming yeah this is one of these moments uh that and i know this might just be me like um reading too much into this cartoon for children but uh the the way that so many of the gems treat steven like the crystal gems uh with just such like understanding and kindness and like it would have been so easy for garnet to be like really angry at steven and yell at him and be like why would you do such a stupid thing but she really is so positive and she's, she looks at him and she kind of makes a joke. Like she's like, Oh, that would have been, that was a pretty rough one. And I don't know. Like, I just really love that. It feels like, um, I, th I think a good comparison for the crystal gems isn't really like a mom, but it's a bunch of ants. Like it feels yeah. like he has like three ants because aside from Pearl, Pearl's the most like <laughs> yeah, blatantly matronly. Yeah. Uh, but like the other ones, like they definitely do things that you wouldn't want parents to do, but it's it's very nice seeing it come from them. Yeah. Well, and that's... It's just such levels of patience. It does, like, it teaches good parenting for a lot of instances. Exactly like you said. I mean, it would have been so easy for anybody to yell or get upset or... Even when, like, Steven's, you know, obnoxiously loud and singing and excited, like, it'd be like, oh, you know, pay attention, focus. But they... I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's a very positive message to 
care and it's for like the, the children. Yeah. yeah, and it's like an inverse of like all the other shit they make Steven do, which is causing him active trauma, yeah. which we see in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so in the next room, um, it's like this horrifying like gauntlet where there's which also this is one of the other shots that I was like the background looked fucking incredible. It's like this long hallway with yeah. like spikes in every direction pointing towards you. Uh, it just looks really cool. I, lo- I love the colors. It's like you don't really see a lot of like grays and like steel colors in Steven very often because uh, it's very it's much more earthy. Yeah, tones. earthy slash uh, a couple of pastels. You know. Yeah, Um. but so that looked really cool. And then Steven has like a fucking like blackout like Steven actually blacks out and experiences a a moment that gave him trauma. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe how early in the series Steven Steven has PTSD. Like oh my god, episode 8. Uh but yeah, and I mean it flashes back to him effing up the teacup ride at the boardwalk uh because he needed to get off of it because he was feeling nauseous, so he uh jumps off of it. Classic Steven yeah. <laughs> choice, it just jumps off the ride. And uh everything flies off because he hits uh what's his face mr mr smiley yeah, mr smiley and uh um yeah then he, yeah then he wakes up and they're out of the they're, they're they got past the room but yeah that is a straight up like traumatic blackout <laughs> yeah, he's literally re-experiencing his trauma like that is that is what is happening in this scene and of course it's kind of played for a joke and like um we also the other funny bit that i really liked was uh, we see all the gems in the teacups, and Pearl has a teapot. Yes, yes, I, and she's just <laughs> like, I, I no, misunderstood the correct. point of this. That did make me laugh out loud too. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Like, that is just why I love Pearl so much. Like, yeah. she has like some really, really funny gags. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, it's really fucked up, and it's really interesting because like the episode begins with him like with like that scene where he's like his ears are ringing, and. Like when you recontextualize it, and because you think instantly, you're like, oh, Stephen got in a fight, and an accident happened, and then like, even the way they talk about it is they make it sound like that way, yeah. and then we see it, and it was just Stephen like kind of overreacting and like doing something he should have, and like a horrible thing happening, and I don't know, it like it's kind of a joke, like it's kind of played for as a joke, but also at the same time, like he is like fucked up by it, like it's really weighing heavy on his conscience and it's like causing him to doubt himself in this episode yeah. like he he thinks that he's he's inadequate he's having imposter syndrome <laughs> these are all very relatable things to people <laughs> of my generation oh god yeah god yeah um yeah no it's it's wild i mean it, it is really surprising for me how early on we start to see this development with steven because i mean like he's these first couple episodes are showing, hey, your actions have consequences. Um, and, it, you know, you're just seeing it kind of scratch the surface on him and be like, I need to kind of do better. Um, because, yeah, like after... So they get out of this room and realize that every three rooms, they go right back to the center of the temple that they were in. And then Steven kind of freaks out and he's like, no, I, I, this is my fault. I messed up. Um, this is exactly like the teacup thing, which like you said, showcases him, uh, you know, it clearly weighing on his mind. Um, and he was, he was blaming himself for everything that has happened this episode. Cause he also is the one that like flips the, he flipped the totem, the, tr- the pyramid totem in the beginning that yeah. causes the temple to flip. Yeah. But then, uh, 
you know, a, a nice moment because while he's going through this, he realizes that the temple is just like the teacup ride. Um, and he kind of solves the riddle of the temple where the gems were not able to. Um, in that, <laughs> which the riddle of the temple is Garnet punching the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that the temple is spinning, and that's why he's sick and off his game. Uh, but I, th- I kind of really like this moment too because, you know, it showcases Stephen's strength in the group in that like he could see a more roundabout view of things, you know, from that human side of him. I feel that the gems kind of struggle with in a lot of different circumstances. Like Garnet's I- solution to this was just keep doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um. And you know they they just had no clue how to solve this, and I think that's just kind of their gem mentality of being not like stubbornly stuck in their ways, but it's difficult to change a perspective for a lot of gems until Steven kind of intervenes um, throughout the series. You'll see that, but like, uh, you know, he's able to solve it in just a couple seconds by thinking of the temple in a totally different way, which we, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, we we kind of talked about it in the past few episodes where each the climax of each episode kind of feels like it's about Steven realizing an emotion or coming to terms with something like self-discovery. And this kind of um, fits in that, I think, where like this whole thing, he's he's he has all this guilt about like uh, all the destruction he caused with the whole tea, teapot uh, or teacup ride, whatever. Um, and he's able like because that's like so weighing in his mind and he keeps like replaying that event he's able to come up with the conclusion for this so it doesn't really feel like an ass pool like it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere no yeah uh which is kind of nice and it's it's just very like it's a nice little like 11 minute cartoon um kind of things tap tied up neatly in a bow like everything's kind of uh working in unison yeah which still always impresses me i mean like for a lot of cartoons, but especially Steven Universe, just to be able to, like, I feel like I get a full episode's worth in this 11 minutes, you know? Yeah, it's, I think it's very well paced. I've actually been recently plowing through Adventure Time, uh, because I just got Hulu, <laughs> and it's all on there, and I'm just like, oh, because I used to, used to fucking love Adventure Time, and I still do, it's still incredible, but there's one episode, um, it just kind of reminded me, I just watched it. It, where um the main character finn goes into a dungeon and um there's like all a bunch of trials and stuff so it's like ah, oh, it's kind of like this but not really but in that episode he goes through like so many different trials there's so many like random characters that show up it does not feel like 10 minutes like there's i don't know there's a real way to like artificially stretch out the length of something by making it just like really snappy and like have things happening constantly yeah and i think steven's normally pretty good at it but sometimes steven's better at like the chill vibe and like making it feel longer because the vibe is just really calming. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I, but just, I, when you compare it to shows that, you know, the, the regular 30 minute time slot or like the hour time slot, like sometimes I feel like as much happens in these 11 minutes for the progression of the show, than a whole hour in, you know, some, live action show I, I feel like a lot of shows just pad and i you know that always bothers me when there's unnecessary padding Ooh, yeah um it's just like trimming the fat away so you know i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this i 
cannot watch Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me either. I'm I'm no uh uh I'm not gonna defend Naruto here. It's just like I remember because I I tried. Like I got through you know the original uh you know when they're when they're younger um and then I tried to watch Shippuden and like. I just feel like there'd be like four episodes where they're just doing the same thing and nothing has changed. <laughs> like they were on a bridge and I, like Orochimaru or sorry. Wow. I butchered that. Whatever. He shows up and like they're getting ready to fight. So I'm going off a rant now. <laughs> they're, they're getting ready to fight and they're talking. And then like you hear like the do, 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 do music. And like, oh, it's so serious. And then like the episode ends and the next episode happens and they still don't fight in that episode. <laughs> oh my God. It kills me. Sorry. So. I appreciate when a story can wrap up what it's trying to do quickly and concisely without needless filler is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's kind of funny because when I first started uh, or like in the past when I was like watching through Steven through like the past, what, seven years when it was airing, I was always like watching it as it came out and I'd be like, oh, my God, 11 minutes. Like, it's not enough. Like, I need to know more. I need to see more. Even like even the not lore, lore heavy episodes. I'm just like. Oh, I want to see more Peridot. I love Peridot. Yeah. I only get my, the amount of Peridot that I get per week is so small. The PPW in my life, Peridot <laughs> per week is so little. Uh, but now that I'm like able to stretch it out and like we're watching it, we're not watching it like weekly because obviously we do a few, few of these at a time. Yeah. Um, but uh, being able to kind of like savor each episode and really just like, I don't know, let it like, let the little details be there. Notice some chat about them. It's a really fun way to watch it. And the 11 minutes, you really appreciate how much they do cover in like such a short amount of time. Yeah, seriously. I mean, when I first watched it uh, until the much later in the season, I was binge watching it. Um, so like these early episodes kind of all mashed together for me. Uh, but yeah. like going through it more so episode by episode now, like it, it really has given me a good appreciation for that, uh, you know, for cartoons in general or just. 11 minute shows in general which i'm pretty sure is just mostly cartoons <laughs> yeah that's most cartoons nowadays yeah um uh but yeah yeah so the the steven figures out the riddle to the temple and garnet hulk smashes the ground a couple times so they fall into like the central um this s- central uh why can i think of that word rotation yeah what's that word <laughs> um you know a rotating uh, cylinder oh god cylindrical rotate tube whatever that's gonna kill me the the, the core the core of this yes. temple and uh <laughs> steven utilizes his teacup mishap to have garnet throw him right at the gem in the center of everything um and manages to actually save the day here which was pretty nice he he was the one who uh who got the gem out and then the temple explodes <laughs> Yeah, the temple just fucking explodes. It's fucking gone. Uh, and it just causes a bunch of strawberry goo to go everywhere, and then Steven gets covered, and then the butterflies attack again, which is really fucking funny. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Before we talk about anything else, the other anime reference that I noticed uh, that probably wasn't yes. intentional. Uh, so there's a scene when um, when Steven's falling down, and he's about to fall into the fire. Uh, Garnet like dashes towards him and grabs him, and then she jams her two feet right into the side of the wall so she's stuck there 
Um, so this reminded me of a scene in um, part one of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, where uh, the main antagonist Diego, or sorry, D- Dio Brando, uh, he's he is a vampire at this point, and the <laughs> the house is on fire. He's in a, a big mansion that's on fire, and he climbs up a wall by sticking his legs in his feet into the wall <laughs> each step and, and walks up the wall by burying his fucking he 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 shoves his feet in like like um knee deep into this this fucking thick wall and walks up the wall so yeah nice probably again probably not intentional but it made me think about it oh well, yeah uh and serious steven go made me think about another anime <laughs> pokemon go <laughs> <laughs> pokemon go to the poles <laughs> no, just a, a little Pokemon reference. I I thought that was nice. I didn't even like register, but hey, good one. Yeah, you know, we each good, get what we little... want out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I get JoJo, you get Pokemon. Sounds good yeah, to me. You know, basically the same anime. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is. Okay, so yeah, we wrapped the episode discussion up. Uh, one thing I wanted to spend a little time talking about is the. Uh art on the walls the graffiti yes if you will i guess graffiti is not the right word but the the murals the the mural that's a better oh, word also centrifuge i was thinking of centrifuge yes that was gonna kill me sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny how i also couldn't come up with that word yeah like it just took me time it took my brain to like i don't know centrifuge itself um yeah no the the murals in the pyramid straight off the bat show white diamond like so I have a fan theory. Oh, go! Oh, okay. I think uh, I'm gonna go back and like check right now. Um, just to scrub back at that part of the episode. I think it's supposed to be yellow. This is my fan theory. Really? Because the gem that Steven takes out is yellow. Uh, we see it glow and it shoots out yellowness everywhere. Uh, and so you can definitely make a case uh, that it is white diamond because. Uh, it's white. <laughs> uh, it's well. I'm. Just... I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I think you're right, though. I think it is white diamond, but my uh, my fan theory would be that it's actually yellow. I, I was just going off of the hair, actually, not even necessarily the color. Just like what like, that spiky kind of Corona um, hairstyle. But it. And now you're gonna make me scroll back to try to find it. Yeah, I feel like I need to look at. Uh, I need to look at a picture of yellow really quick. Hold on, I'm pausing it right at the moment. Okay. Because um, doesn't yellow also have like a spiky hair? She has like uh, like a but singular it like... front spike kind of hair. At least as far as I remember. But then... Do-do-do, it's really fun looking up pictures things during a on <laughs> a podcast. Okay, I think you are totally right. Um, uh, I'm, the, yeah, I was misremembering what yellow looked like. This has definitely got to be white diamond. Yeah. Which, I mean... I take it all back. No matter what diamond is, it's still impressive that, like, they knew what the character was going to look like in episode 8. <laughs> and, like, you don't see white diamond until, geez, what, like, four episodes before the end of the series? I think so, yeah. Like, uh, also, yeah, so, um, what is it? It's going to sound stupid. What is White Diamond's uh, gem shape like? It's probably rectangular, right? Because in this picture, it's like a triangle. Uh, um, but she is surrounded by diamond shapes. What does her diamond look like? Yeah, it's just a... It's just a straight traditional diamond look. Like the, um, you know, like inlet in a ring kind of thing. 
Yeah, I guess you can say that her design, um, White Diamond's design has more triangles in it than um, Yellow does, but uh, we're just at a point where it is just really semantic. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but still just, just, you know, again, attention to detail and things from very early episodes coming up later. Uh, oh, pretty sure they address Steven's lifetime ban at the uh, on the amusement rides later on too, don't they? Oh yeah, I wanted to. Um, I, I was gonna ask that if you if you noticed that because I, I thought that that was like a recurring thing. I mean, because I, I don't remember ever seeing Steven on a ride after this. He definitely goes on. Well, like, I mean, in uh, in Steven Universe Future, he he goes on. I thought, or maybe not. I know the roller coaster is featured, but yeah, I don't know if I don't remember if he was on it or not. We'll have to keep an eye out for that as it goes on now. But I'm pretty sure they're consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, later episodes, another fun consistent thing for me was the um, when he gets grounded from television. <laughs> Oh yeah, that is that is really consistent. That was like the most reoccurring thing that they had, which I definitely appreciated that, but just like little things like that they do. Yeah. That makes uh, me happy. Yeah, they definitely I mean uh of course there's always gonna be a million people who make videos like uh one hundred and fourteen things Steven Universe forgot. Yeah. And oh, Steven isn't supposed to wear white after Memorial Day, but he <laughs> is in this picture. <laughs> um, but I think that there are a lot of like really consistent elements that you see throughout the series. Like the TV thing is one, uh, and like mostly just the character progression. I feel like it's pretty consistent too. Yeah, there aren't too many times where I feel like characters really regress, uh, especially like characters like Peridot, Lapis. Oh yeah, like they're characters that have like really deliberate arcs. And of course, they're not like main main characters, but still, I'd say like. If there was any one character that has some regression moments, it would probably be Amethyst in my mind. But even then, like, I'm hard pressed to find, like, a serious instance of that because it's also kind of just her character, you know? Yeah, I think we talked about this before uh, where, like, Amethyst doesn't really change in the same way that, like, all of the other characters change where she has, like, uh a, a very like it it's more about her mentality changing than it is about her the way she acts or perceives herself yeah like, absolutely which i think is really interesting so i mean I, you know that exactly that's seems to be a, a very conscious decision uh for the show but yeah now the the series as a whole definitely does good with character progression for sure I mean, even this episode, this was good for Steven. Uh, like, you know, they kind of joke at the end that he uh, didn't seem to learn too, too much from it when he immediately gets attacked by the butterflies again. <laughs> but I think that's more just kind of an exit gag than a... Uh, yeah. Than any actual, you know, meaning behind it. But yeah. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. Any other points for this episode? No, I think that's pretty much everything. We uh, uh, I, we discussed a lot in this one. I thought it was pretty pretty fun discussion. Oh my god, I'm looking at the, at the time again. It's always 39 minutes. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, really quick before we do uh, oh. sign out, uh, 
Uh, there was no Stephen crying in this episode. Um, true. And there was no Stephen hugs in this episode. I know there were moments where Garnet grabbed him, but I am not counting that. Um, that was not reciprocal <laughs> hugging. That was not a consensual yeah, hug. Yeah, that was that was a, a one hug action or one uh, one person hug doesn't count. But yeah, which is surprise. I really there's definitely a lot more hugs later on. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm and same with the kissing. I'm so surprised at how there's with the, like... with the kissing. Oh, sorry, <laughs> the crying, little, little the crying. Freudian slip there, huh? <laughs> I mean, there is more kissing later when Steven gets his power, but when Garnet X Amethyst. <laughs> no, <laughs> I refuse. Oh, you don't ship it. It's it's the ultimate ship. I refuse. <laughs> Death to all ships. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, just thinking of that, like, are we gonna have to do the like the Uncle Grandpa episode? Um, fucking yes, because <laughs> uh, it's fucking hilarious. Oh god, I I don't know when that I don't know if that's like considered a, an episode of Steven. Like, is that part of a? I don't know. I don't. I hope it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's not canon. I think they even make like a little sly joke. Uh. God, that's not for a while, but oh, I, I just never liked Uncle Grandpa. I don't know. I, know. I didn't care for Uncle Grandpa that much either, but I enjoy, uh, I enjoyed that episode when I watched it <laughs> ten years ago. I, I thought it was pretty fucking funny. Um, well, we are, I don't know. It was have, really bizarre. Yeah, we're gonna have two different opinions on that episode. I think. <laughs> it was like Steven Universe is like the least fitting show. To have a crossover in like, anything, in my opinion. If you want to do that in like regular show or Adventure Time or any other big things yeah, that were happening honestly, in the Cartoon Network at this point, yeah, yeah, even Adventure Time would, I think. I mean, I would hate it. I, I would like for me for some reason like I'm totally fine with Steven and Uncle Grandpa, but if if Uncle Grandpa was in Adventure Time, I would be really fucking angry. <laughs> I don't know why. I I think it's the uh, character design. Like the character designs in Adventure Time are so fucking perfect. They're so simple, and you can do so much with them. And Uncle Grandpa has this like hideous like monstrosity that wears <laughs> a fanny pack. Say monstrosity. <laughs> I, is it called like Who's Your Uncle? I'm gonna look this up. Oh god, I'm pretty sure we got like uh, yeah. 40 more episodes before that even comes up. But still, say Uncle. Oh, it says season one, episode 48. I think it counts. Oh my god, and I was exactly right. 40. 40 episodes. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Holy crap. Um, Alright, well, stick around, everybody, because 40 episodes from now, we're gonna go on two different diatribes. There's just, I'm looking at the pictures, and there's fucking Uncle Grandpa with a rose quartz's hair, and it's, like, actually offensive to me. Like, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like this image. Oh god. Oh, I'm gonna have to look this up now, too. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, I think we should wrap it up at this point. Yeah, because as, as fun as it is as listening to me look up images, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I sure ain't doing any additional editing. Oh god. Oh my god. That's foul. All right, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, I'll let you do the outro because I'm still not good at it. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, listening to us. Um, next week we will be talking about. Oh, fuck. I should have looked it Next up. Next week's episode, hold on, I got it, is Tiger Millionaire. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. 
I love Tiger Millionaire. That's okay. Not to go on too much of a tangent, but Tiger Millionaire also does the thing where like the title is like the meme. Um, this episode does it too, where it's like they say Serious Steven a lot. Yeah. And we talked about this before with like Cheeseburger Backpack, and I think that's kind of funny how it's just like it is just the theme of the show. Like it's just a recurring theme that they do. Oh God, yeah. All right. Uh, please join us next week uh, when we talk about Tiger Millionaire, yeah. uh, which I have uh, fond memories of. I'm very excited. Yeah, this, this uh, is just a fun episode, next episode, so. I just love the way Steven looks as Tiger Millionaire. He's so fucking cute. <laughs> he really is. With his slick back hair and his stupid like tiger mask. Oh, God. All right, we will talk about that then, though. We will talk, <laughs> God, we will talk about that then, though. A lot of alliteration. Um, yeah. Until next time, uh, you can watch us on YouTube or Spotify or Twitter. Not watch, listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. I meant to uh, try and get us on Apple Podcasts today, uh, but I forgot. Ooh, that's all right. Uh, I'm probably going to do that soon. So look for us there if you uh, watch there. I think Spotify is probably like the future, though, of podcasting. So listen to us on Spotify. Yeah, spot us. Spot us on Spotify. Yeah, and if you watch us on YouTube, you can leave those funny little comments, and I might look at them. Mm-hmm. And I will cry if they're hurtful, so don't make them <laughs> hurtful. You, you will... I am... God, I am on razor's edge emotionally. So you're yeah. saying that you're... If you were, like, a gem, you'd be, like, talc? You'd be, like, talcum powder? Like, or not talcum powder. Talc, like, one of the, the weakest of the... Yeah. the, the, the is t- actually, is Talc a gem? I don't think that works. I think it's a rock. <laughs> I have no clue. I was just going to go along with it. Uh, gems are such a... Not to go on a, another tangent, uh, but gems are such a weird concept. Because they are just rocks, but they're just shiny yeah, rocks. And we like them. And, you know, they're... Yeah, they're just they're just shiny rocks. I mean, you could be like, um, uh, the uh, covalent bonds of the carbon are much stronger. Uh... But I'd be like, get your math out of here. Yeah. And speaking of getting out of here, <laughs> I am also. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, good. All right.